Hi friends. Welcome to Movement Monday in our third week of Abolition Advent, where together we'll be learning and prayerfully exploring the living intersectional justice site where the need for racial justice encounters the need for disabilities justice. Uh, my name is Koktani. I use she, her pronouns. And I want to thank my teachers, um, as I invite you to thank your teachers, who have helped to raise your awareness and shift how you live in this world on behalf of those living at this particular intersection, whether that be you, your loved ones, and beyond. Uh, first, I'd like to thank Rachel, Rachel Herzig. I'd like to thank Gwyneth Van Leven and Chris Ng. Uh, these three people um, uh, have really brought disability justice to the practice of interplay, and we'll be exploring and querying some of their suggestions and forms today. I would also like to thank the um, Wow, the program and movement seeded in the 1970s called Crip Camp. And the um, from that, the Emergency 504 Coalition. Um, and then art, the arts organization, Sins Invalid, uh, as well as artist um, Alice Shepard, who lives at this intersection as an artist whose um, who's wheelchair um, inclusive choreography uh, is central and opens up possibilities for all of humanity through her art making. I also want to give a deep bow to the late Brad Lomax, uh, who was a disabilities activist, as well as a member of the Black Panther Party, and was so key into showing us the possibility of what intersectional justice and love look like. So let's take a, a breath together. Good. And before we get into our themes, I would like to uh, um, kind of loop back to how I'm introducing myself today in the way that these teachers have taught me. I am um, joining you in an orange blouse today, actually an orange blouse over another orange top. The inner top is a lighter orange with white and black diagonal design on it. The outer top is a darker orange v-neck with flutter sleeves. Uh, my skin is tan. I'm wearing black and white earrings as well as glasses um, with little rhinestones over the top of the frame. Uh, my hair is very uh, short, uh, cropped quite short to my head and it's uh, kind of blackish brown. I'm joining you from a room uh, where the wall behind me is um, light blue and um, is sunlit with a window slightly uh, to my right, as well as a bookcase behind me, a light brown bookcase that goes, oh, about six or seven feet high and is tan and is filled with books and other objects. So um, with that, let's go ahead and as your body is able and willing, invite a breath of opening and a blessing as we enter our space together. Here we go. Before we um, move into our theme, I'd like to first um, open today 
with our focus passage as well as a body welcome. All right. So today's focus uh, passage comes from the text Isaiah, uh, chapter 61, verse 4. And uh, I just invite you to relax into your body as able and to let these words encounter you however they will in this moment. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. So now I'd like to lift up uh, three themes for your consideration and contemplation at this living intersection where racial justice encounters disability justice. The first theme is an affirmation that um, God continually creates and intends a wholeness for all of creation uh, in the time span we might consider as both the now and the not yet. All right, so we affirm that God intends wholeness in the now and in the not yet. Second, this place called the not yet is the site of injustice longing to be transformed into justice. And as far as this particular living intersection, um, we learn that the not yet is not about waiting for differently melanated, differently abled bodies to be to suddenly become more like sort of a hegemonic, uh, an idealistic uh, 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 supremacist standard, right? That is not the not yet that of which we speak when we consider the coming of the body of Christ. The not yet is the movement from injustice to justice. Now, um, in this second theme of the not yet and of injustice, choreographer Alice Shepard, uh, whom I named and, and we give thanks for, right? She has taught us that just as race is a social construction uh, created by some as a truth, right? to control, constrain, and criminalize others um, and benefit those in power. Similarly, the concept of normal is also such a social construction. Controlling, uh, containing, hiding away, putting away uh, those considered undesirable uh, for the um, maintenance of power by a very few. So race and normal are social constructions. Uh, the second part of injustice in this not yet zone is that when we buy into that, our interpersonal um, behaviors and attitudes do things like assume illness of others when there is no illness there. There is in fact a wholeness we don't yet uh, have the ability to recognize. It involves treating people like objects, uh, scary objects, instead of um, sacred subjects at the center of their own lives, standing to contribute and share so much. Uh, we treat others as problems, as aberrations, and as less than whole. 
So that's kind of the not yet on the interpersonal level. The not yet at the systemic level is when we consider others as problems to be fixed and we set up systems to do the fixing. We um, consider others as deviants to be controlled and we set up structures to control other body spirits. We uh, consider others um, as poor, dependent, uh, lesser people uh, who are dependent. And we set up systems <clears throat> to address an assumed state of dependence. Uh, we consider these folks as blight, as ruins, and as devastations. And so that becomes a social, kind of baked into our social consciousness unless we're awake to things like this coming body of Christ. Now, when we talk about systemic injustice in this not yet zone, lastly, I just want to say that these expressions are material and structural and they have bodily and physical implications for those impacted in severe and harmful, uh, harmful ways. Um, these ways include institutionalization, for instance, how uh, differently abled bodies were institutionalized, hidden away, and treated as subhuman. They are incarcerated. Um, they are sent to boarding schools in the names of Christian mission, as happened to our indigenous um, siblings. They are put in giant cages of detainment at borders and not allowed access, not allowed into spaces, not welcome, and considered not good for business. All right. So this space of the not yet of God's will for wholeness, we've really got our work, labor, and love cut out for us. Um, and we have the coming body of Christ, right? So that is, God, we affirm God's intention for wholeness. We affirm that the not yet has nothing to do with diverse melanations and abilities. It has to do with our lenses of how we perceive and create systems that um, prevent other bodies from living into their full wholeness. And the third area we're looking at has to do with, well, if that's the injustice and the not yet, what is liberation? right? How do we live into a felt embodied sense of liberation at this intersection? So let's take a look at this. I talked a lot about intersections being like this so far, haven't I? What happens in your body spirit if you flip this hand and the hands face each other and this becomes a hovering, living, dynamic space where instead of this, you have this. So I just invite you to do this for a bit, however you are willing and able, and to notice what happens when we turn toward. We are so blessed that there was a movement, a great movement in the 70s, similar to when a crip camp took seed in California, we um, are blessed that out of that grew, grew the um, Emergency 504 Coalition. 
504, referring to Section 504 of the Federal uh, Rehabilitation Act, where um, uh, laws about exclusion and discrimination were signed into law but were never enacted in any structural way that created um, access and uh, celebration and liberation and togetherness. So um, for over, I want to say three to four weeks, probably closer to four weeks time, disability rights activists such as uh, Judy Human, um, Ed Roberts, Debbie Kaplan, Phil Newmark, uh, and tons more of differently abled and disabled bodies gathered for a sit-in at the federal building in San Francisco. This sit-in and for some, a hunger strike lasted a good 26, 28 days. And because of the length of the sit-in, all they were asking for was for a, a hearing by uh, members of um, uh, Congress, namely HEW, and the HEW chair's office was there. And so demanding to be heard on their terms, they um, convened a sit-in, a rally and then a sit-in. And I do this because thanks to people like uh, Brother Brad Lomax, um, the Black Panthers showed up in solidarity to food, uh, to, to feed and to provide habitable uh, circumstances for the protesters. Um, Glide Memorial also provided food, as well as families and groups of lesbians, fed and nourished in many ways, not just digestively, the people who were protesting. Also, there was a particular journalist who broke a strike and covered solely the story, and not much else was being covered. So ironically, God's Spirit had this foreground the news for, for all that time. Uh, Mayor Moscone was also in solidarity, as well as veterans and the Machinist Union. So all of these marginalized groups came together, realizing that the disability rights activists were addressing something that they themselves could relate to, as far as exclusion, discrimination, and trying to be, as Judy Human called it, sidelined. Um, so what we witnessed here, and I commend the movie Crip Camp to you if you have not yet seen it, the Emergency 504 Coalition and Sit-In um, transformed this to this. And so many dimensions of solidarity happened that what we witnessed, rather than the ruins and devastations of racism and ableism, we witnessed the movement from the medical model of liberation to the social model, from the legal model to the social model. Social meaning the place of radical interdependence. And that is what liberation looked like and felt like and is still longing to be. So I just want to again lift up the themes of wholeness, of not yet, and of this facing one another liberation in order to welcome in the intimate and infinite body of the coming Christ. Let's get ready now, friends, to move.
For our movement exploration today, I want to remind us that our movement times are not about making anything clever or smart or having to look pretty or pose a certain way. It's actually the opposite. It's really about allowing ourselves, our, our organic, our God-given body spirits to become primary and central to, to our meditation and our contemplation at this theme of where does racial justice meet disability justice and what does that site have to show us about freedom for all bodies, right? So um, today uh, you can tell my background is different. We're going to be exploring a form um, that I learned from Agnati Cowie, who was Interplace, uh, one of the co-originators of Interplace Art and Social Change Program. So big shout out to Agnati for this. And um, so I invite you, um, well, first of all, if you're there with another person, I um, invite you to consider one another, or if there are more of you, as mutual learners in this, mutually learning body spirits. So I invite you to gain consent from one another, to share points of contact, to maybe share um, leaning in and counterbalancing and playing with weight sharing, or just simply supporting one another in times of needing to, to lean in, okay? If there is not another person there with you and you're like me, I invite you to find a surface in your space that is, uh, is able to support you leaning and giving your weight and giving your embodied humanity to it. The most obvious surface is the floor. So we all uh, have that, I'm sure, in one way or another. So that can be where you have your movement exploration today. I'm choosing this closet, uh, which kind of is a door I can lean back on. It's also a, a, a kind of doorway. Doorways make great um, surfaces for this exploration. Uh, there's a wall here, a windowsill. So go ahead and find your, um, your partner, your exploration partner, whether it is another human or whether it is a surface. Okay. And as you do that, I'm going to start to demonstrate um, three things I want to invite us into. And they're pretty incremental and uh, give or take, you know, whatever, whatever you want to stay with or move with. Here we go. All right. So the first is um, find any part of your body and let that part of your body connect either with the other person or with that surface. And this could be externally, internally, in your imagination, right? All those options are embodied options. Now let your, that connection kind of um, deepen into a lean where you are giving more of your weight and you are feeling met or supported by that person or by that surface. Now, I want to invite you to take perhaps an unlikely part of your body we kind of, when we think of moving, regardless of our embodiments and abilities, we kind of have our tropes, right? About those parts of our bodies that 
can connect and move. So I invite you to an unlikely part of your body um, and to bring that into contact, all right, with your surface or your person. And just let yourself have that experience. And notice what that's like. And the third invitation is right from this unlikely point of connection. Just seeing very gradually and curiously what other shapes or movements or leanings or embodiments become possible because of that shape. And then from that, what else becomes possible? And from that, what also becomes possible? All right, so we're just playing with our theme today of um, transforming our treatment and understanding, especially of uh, brown and black lives, and especially of people living with varied um, abilities and disabilities as problems or as other, or really isolating um, and separating ourselves from one another. We are going to live into the opposite, which is not a problem, but a possibility. And we're just going to let ourselves have embodied, an embodied practice of unlikely possibilities, which we learn about at that 504 sit-in, that radical transforming interdependence, where the sharing of weight and the offering of support then led to different parties sharing and different parties offering support and allowing liberation to occur in ways that dominant culture could never have imagined. All right, so I'm gonna put on a piece of music and I just invite you to play with that, to play with connection, with connection, with, in a surprising way, and then to see where that surprise may lead you and to follow the lead of the unlikely and the unlikely connection. Okay, let yourself have it. Let's take a breath in together. I'll go ahead and put on a piece of music. Let's see what our bodies stand to reveal to us.
Let yourself have your ending. Let God's spirit breathe you. If you feel the need to doodle with the pen and paper, to jot anything down from what you noticed while doing that, go ahead and do so. Thank you for leaning in to this movement meditation. May the radically transformative interdependence and dance of mutuality and dance of following the lead of the unexpected allow us all to move forward together in freedom for all bodies. Amen.